0: Welcome to a new season of TWSS with Zach.
1: And Nicole, your favorite host.
0: If you are a returning listener, welcome back to a new season. If you are a new listener, welcome to TWSS, a podcast about entertainment news, debates, and theories. I'm Zach, she's Nicole, and we're excited to start a new season with you. And just excited to see each other after a new year. We took a break. Uh, for the holidays, and uh, we're back with a new year and new content, so what's going on, Nicole?
1: Yeah, so not much. Um, I did uh, start White Lotus, which is part of our first question that you have for us, which I'm very impressed that you
0: <laughs>
1: wrote on the script. Um, Zach, why don't you go ahead with the question first so that we can get into that and kind of get into what we... have been doing. Yeah. So
0: the question is what have you been watching lately? What TV shows or movies have you been watching lately?
1: Yeah. So um <laughs> I had covid for the first time like over a month ago, so um it gave me time to kind of catch up on shows and movies that I've missed. Um I actually watched Barbarian. 9 out of 10 film. Um has huge indie vibes to me at least uh bill skarsgård um this brand new actress who else uh justin long who plays a stereotypical hollywood douche uh nine out of ten very thrillery very suspenseful um there was another prisoners which is zach's favorite director denny Villeneuve. got it that time um <laughs> Starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman, nine out of, nine and a half out of 10 film for me. Um, I feel like you'll know where the half of the point is missing for me, but I did have to Google the end because I was very like nervous about the whole film. So, um, but it helped understand the film better too for me. Uh, so yeah, definitely recommend those. White Lotus, I... I like the first season, wasn't a huge fan of the second season. I haven't finished it yet on the verge of doing that. Um, And I I do have to shout out to Wait for a Podcast because it reminded me that I love Stranger Things so much that I rewatched the fourth season to kind of um, get my head in the game of where they're going for the fifth season. So um, I'm just, I'm genuinely excited. And that's something we'll get into next. Uh, Zach, any films or TV shows that we need to know about?
0: Uh, I watched, I'm also watching the first season of White Lotus. Um, I watched The Banshees of Inna Sharon. I, I also watched. How is that? Watched... It's really good. It's, it's funny and pretty dark, but, um, honestly, it leaves you with more questions than answers, which right. I kind of like because it, because it means that I'm still thinking about it at the end of it, but yeah, it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And it kind of made me want to re watch In Bruges, which is the first collaboration of the same director and actors. So um yeah, I I thought it was really good. And then um also watched The Glass Onion and Avatar as well. So
1: Which we will get yeah. into. <laughs> um but speaking of, so Stranger Things season five starts filming supposedly at the end of June. Uh the Duffer Duffy, Duffy, Duffer?
0: Duffer. Jeffer
1: brothers uh posted that they had written and finished the script for episode one of season five so um a little short tidbit about it is that they will be sharing david harbour with the thunderbolts film filming also in atlanta for marvel so we'll see how that goes um i don't know why netflix had the wanted to post this um but they posted how much each actor will be making in season five, which I thought was very intriguing, and I wasn't shocked at all about it. Um Natalie, uh, Dyer, Maya Hulk, Maya Hawk, Charlie Heaton, and Joe Keery will all be making around six million. The kids say uh, the kids will be making around seven million. Winona Ryder, David Harbor, nine and a half million, and Millie Bobby Brown is on her own separate contract because she does so much for Netflix. So she has her own tentative contract of what they're doing. Um I'm gonna make a prediction and I feel like I'm gonna be very close to it. I think she's gonna make close to 15 million for season five. Yeah. I'm I'm putting it out there. I'm a lot of a lot of people are saying it's gonna be between it's gonna be close to twelve, but I'm going between twelve and fifteen. So I had this discussion with Casty actually, and she was saying how Winona Ryder is is more well known, which is true. She has she is the goat. She is an OG when it comes to acting. But the way I described it, and I don't know if you'll have a disagreement with me on this, but Millie Bobby Brown ha- like carries the show. Her character Carrie has carried almost every season which i do believe winona Ryder has been a huge i don't want to say landmark but she's been a huge trait in each season but for me she's more of a supporting character she's not i i see a lot of conflict on your face (laughs)
0: yeah there's a lot of conflict too no
1: and i and i would agree i would i'm shocked I'm shocked that David Harbour and Winona Ryder are only making $9.5 this season. So I'm wondering where that (sighs) fell into place. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I I might have people that disagree with me, but... I also think it's because Millie Bobby Brown does have so many contracts with Netflix. She has so many projects with them that it kind of helps her in that case.
0: I hear your point, but I... I don't feel that makes any sense. Just because you're because because at the end of the day, her contracts for Anola Holmes should be its own thing, and it shouldn't right. it shouldn't be predicated on any other work that she's been she's been doing. So if if Netflix are taking that into co- into account when calculating how much they're willing to pay for her for these seasons. This one season, this last season, I, I think that's ridiculous. Now, if she was to make between twelve to twenty million on season four by itself, I think that's a different debate. I, um I, I think she should be more than everybody else for sure, but I don't think fifteen is, is is the well number. that's just a, that's just a ballpark
1: that's me highballing it the i'm going say
0: is. i'm gonna say 12.5 highball i'm gonna say somewhere just over 10. i think that would make that's the fair. most sense for everybody because if i'm joy Keary and i'm or anybody else i'm like all right you are l i get get that but like if it wasn't for david harbour we wouldn't be talking about season four Like, everyone was more interested in what happened to him than what Elle was doing. So if if that's what we're saying, then he should be getting more here. Because he kind of drew a lot more audience into the factor. But then again, like... More than save Steve. Yeah, and then also, like, another thing is Finn's estimate hasn't been... Did Finn's estimate get it? Yeah, Yeah. all the kids. So
1: Sadie Sink, Gatlin...
0: um. Mm. No, so why not. are they like, all oh. making less than than her? Right. When...
1: So that's where I come into play too with this, where it makes sense that they're kind of, like she's highballing it. I don't know if it's her or her agent. Obviously, it's probably her agent or publicist. I think it's, her.
0: it's definitely her agent. It's definitely her oh, agent. oh yeah.
1: But the thing is, is that like Sadie Sink had. She's been getting a lot more press in the last two years. She's been yeah. getting more projects. Um, Finn, agreed. He's been in a lot more projects, too. Gatlin is on Broadway right now. Um, who else? There was someone. Joe Keery. Joe Keery is, more, is also a household name right now, too. Um, Charlie Heaton, not so much. Maya Hawk, I can understand that because she's only been in since, like, season what? Two? Three? Yeah. I think two. Um, since the mall season
0: season three no, that was
1: three so she's been in since season three so and david harbour that's david harbour and winona writer. that one is the one that shocked me
0: yeah the, i th- i think out of respect the adults should be making war but you know i i totally understand why in this case Actually,
1: i don't know if noah schnapp actually got um
0: and this is coming from. To be honest with you, though, Nicole, like I understand Netflix is saying this, but if I'm an agent and I see my clients earning only nine point right. five, I'm I'm re, I'm reconstituting the deal. Like I'm trying to rebrief, re, to that don't so that. Think
1: that they're telling each like you don't tell it to some your coworker your salary.
0: Facts, but like, what else are they making? What other subsidiaries are they making from season?
1: But we also don't five. really know if that's. Actual, maybe somebody got like a whole. I don't know. I just I thought that yeah, whole that debacle off. was interesting, and I haven't really heard any. Maybe they can't discuss it. I don't know. They don't. But, they
0: shouldn't. But
1: no, whatever. absolutely not. Um, but again, that just kind of took me out of left field. And then now, like with Millie Bobby Brown, and that like not. I don't. I honestly don't even know if they'll release that. Maybe they won't. Who knows um glass onion and knives out mystery I watched this movie twice <laughs> but not in a good way <laughs> so I think you and I discussed this over text a little bit um so I watched it when did it come out oh it came out the 23rd of December I think it came yeah. out right before so
0: say it say
1: it wasn't that great (laughs) i give it a seven out of ten um i've seen a lot of debacle about this online it's not that it wasn't great it just Mm -hmm. wasn't for me it didn't captivate me like the first one did and i'm Mm -hmm. not just saying that because i had this whole thing with chris evans in his sweater Mm -hmm. but the first one was just so much more like intriguing and the fact of like how they came up with the murder and the intention and the intent behind it and like the whole family, like there was so much, um, it, it captivated my attention to the point that like, I could not think of anything else other than like, what is Ryan Johnson doing? Second film, love the cast. Fantas- like Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom jr. Um, Kate Hudson, Madeline Klein, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, um, might be forgetting one or two, but like, a great cast just wasn't like I. Both times I watched it, I watched it like Saturday then Sunday night. It didn't hold my interest. But either either watch, like I'm watching, all of a sudden there's like a slow mo going and they're like throwing all this shit to the ground. I'm like, what happened? And I I guess there's something with Janelle Monet's character. I just could I could not pay attention both times. Like it just did not. And I tried it for a third time and it still didn't capture my interest the same way the first one did. But I don't know if that's just because, like, I really couldn't focus on it. Maybe I need to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't know, but seven out of 10. And I know Ryan Johnson was mad that he had to name it um, a knives out mystery. He wanted just his glass onion. What were your thoughts?
0: So I agree with you in the sense that compared to the first one, this one wasn't as filling. And what I mean by that, if the ending feels empty because the ending doesn't, doesn't rise up to our estimations of what we perceive a villain to be stereotypically, but I think that's the beauty of the film and the fact that it's about a glass onion, which is essentially empty and so the film itself is fairly empty and the ending is really fairly self-explanatory and stupid which is why it takes Leblanc so hard so long to figure out what's actually happening because it's just brainless. Um and I kind of appreciate that. Um I like the elements of the fugue saying you have um two things going at the same time and it's only when you play them together you get the beautiful symphony that is and so I like the idea of like you see LeBlanc's perspective of what's going on and then you add in Helen's perspective and you watch them together and you realize like oh it's a lot deeper than that which I did appreciate and also the message of you know we have the ultra wealthy that really we perceive to be very intelligent but truly are not and only because of their proximity to power and money, they look intelligent and look like geniuses. But on any standardized test or anything like that, will prove to be fakes. And I appreciated that message. Great. But like, yeah, it's not the classic who done it. It doesn't fill you with any intrigue that this is a master villain with a plan that set out to kill someone because of some specific reason. Or even I think with with Knives Out, which was interesting, was. It plays like a traditional who done it to then realizing the twist at the end with the with Christopher Plummer's character where you're realizing that oh like he he actually wanted to die, and so like there's there's right. that thing that you're like, oh that adds another layer of of drama to the situation because we're spending the whole time figuring <laughs> out who killed him, not realizing that that was planned in the first place, so yeah, it totally feels empty. I'll say for me it was. It was an eight it it was funny and i I found myself very interested towards the end but um I think I think I'm gonna notice more in a rewatch. I haven't watched it since I thought the characters were just f- terrible, but I enjoyed that about it <laughs> and and also just uh some of the some of the jokes in there were just really really funny, like hands down amazingly funny writing there but yeah it's not as it's not as filling and deep as i think the first one was so yeah i'll I'll give that and then also i think another part that does it a disservice is it's based in 2020 which everybody already has trauma about and i think no one's ready to kind of it's like we're not that far removed from it That we can watch something like that and just kind of laugh at that, like people are still feeling the effects of it and and we're still experiencing it. And so it felt a little too soon kind of thing. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I felt about Glass Onion. I I mean...
1: Yeah, there's not much more. I, I'm going to try to watch it again just because, like, my cousin loved it. He kept telling me how good it was. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I just need to keep... But I have to be honest with you, and this is, like, kind of like a sidebar of this. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. There are really no projects last year that were, like, I don't know if it was you, actually. Some I was talking to somebody. There weren't any f- super fulfilling projects for me like there wasn't anything that I left the theater and I was like that was amazing because usually there's like one or two films in a year that I'm like that was amazing like I cannot wait to see that again I'm gonna watch it a hundred times on Disney plus on it wherever there was nothing last year that held my interest and there was nothing that I could like like whether tv show wise is a different story but a film there's nothing that I left the theater saying like I'm fully satisfied with what I just watched.
0: I disagree, and I think that's I think that's the beauty of this podcast and us right. as a co-host duo because I think what we're experiencing is the same thing that most people are experiencing in the sense of people are saying this year that um has been saying for years. There are no original films there's nothing original anymore everything's just a rewrite of something else or it's a franchise yeah. movie or something da, 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 da. and I have been one of those people who have been like i i I'm bored by the content I feel like everything's the same I feel like all Marvel movies are kind of cookie cutter and dc movies too to that degree and so like I was just like I'm kind of over this franchise thing well I think you are very much a franchise person and you're like I love franchises I love carrying through these characters I love seeing expanded universes and things like that. So this year for me has been a great year. I've seen a lot of-
1: 2022 or 23?
0: 22 has been a great year for me in terms of movies because I've seen so many different varieties of movies. I've I've really loved the differences (laughs) in movies. I mean, from RRR to- branches yeah. of inner Sharon to um you know some of the things that were nominated for golden globes as well like i've watched a right. wide gamut of different things this year and i've been very satisfied with a lot of it but i don't think i think for you there wasn't that blockbuster movie that came out that you were like oh this was the best thing ever like blockbuster wise we had black adam that flopped and i can't think of anything else that really kind of upper echelon kind of movie this last year I, I i i'm struggling to think of what else was out there at the I think time i did the
1: last the last film for me to give me like that i don't want to say like hoopla moment but like that moment that i loved the theater and i was like still talking about it for like weeks was spider-man no way home yeah and i know that's a marvel film like i i get that and like i i have to put out that like i do love films that aren't mar- just marvel like yeah, i I, I can name you a handful that i'm like super excited for this year but like like you said i'm a fandom girl that is just who i am that's that's my core that's part. that's this is one of the reasons why we developed this podcast was because we have such a we are our love for comic books in general is astronomical
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i agree last year. Going into Wakanda Forever, so, like that—that that was a film that you and I discussed. That we were like, okay, this is going to either. The, I I think we kind of gave a lot of high expectations just because of like what they were going to have to do with it, and everything. And I left the theater and I felt guilty saying this to my friend, but I was like, I just I couldn't get into it. I I I like not to get back into that film, but my feelings just weren't there for it like it was for the first one. And Mm -hmm. there was so many obvious reasons why, but like even Doctor Strange, like I was so excited for that, but I was so like disappointed (laughs) with the Mm -hmm. outcome. So, but anyways, yeah, there were, for me last year, at least, there was no like film I left the theater and I was like, that film was amazing. That's one I'm going to have to go see again. Um, But I'm hoping this year that is, I'm manifesting that I'm going to love at least five films um five that are non-marvel and five and that's my goal i'm naming i'm putting out there on the podcast right now i'm gonna try to find five films and at season finale podcast this year i'm gonna bring that back (laughs) so and i think we should do that with you i think we should name five either
0: yeah let's name five films that we loved or of the year that's fair
1: um but going into it, DC, um, there's been a lot of. Uh, I don't even know where to go anymore with DC. Like it's just it's horrible to even like. <laughs> there's so much shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess uh, just to kind of give the shortened version to everybody is that there ha- there was a root ru- there was a confirmation in October that Henry Cavill was coming back. It was confirmed. He was in Black Uh Adam, spoiler alert, Uh at the Uh M and Viola Davis.
0: Uh Um,
1: December, it was announced that he's no longer returning (laughs) as Superman and that they were cutting out all the cameos for The Flash. So Mm -hmm. Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, none of them are going to be in it. And I don't even think Aquaman is making an appearance anymore in The Flash. Um, And apparently, I don't know if you heard this, Ben Affleck was his part was cut from Aquaman the last kingdom or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um so flash forward they're basically saying James Gunn and Peter saffron who became the co-CEOs for the next 4 years have said that they are doing a total reboot. So Superman is going to is being rewritten right now. It's going to start as a as a teenager. Fair. We need we need to start somewhere and I hope I pray that it it he boosts he boots it up he boosts it up whatever you Mm -hmm. want to say about it um but the only catch 22 ezra miller is reportedly staying on board so yes i know so yeah okay so you might have heard something different but this is what i heard Mm -hmm. last week was that the executives and i don't know if this is just a rumor I don't know what's going on with this, but the execs have seen The Flash, have seen multiple cuts of The Flash, and have said that they're interested in keeping Miller as Barry Allen because he has been working on his mental health, quote unquote, and there hasn't been much news about him, so there's talks of him staying on board, but there's been no confirmation. So I genuinely don't know if this is true or not. I hope it's not true because that would be a very shitty situation to be placed uh-huh. in at DC, considering that they have let go of let go, not let go of all these other characters that have, that are more deserving of their roles. Um,
0: for sure. But what? I said for sure. Oh yeah. Are you? Oh,
1: again, I don't know if that's true. That's just something mm-hmm. I've been seeing tidbits mm-hmm. of and it took me by surprise. And I did hear, I've I've, not hurt, but i've seen it in multiple sources um but we will get a few projects announced this month from gun and saffron so i'm hoping they will debunk it Mm
0: -hmm. like they
1: debunked a couple like many other rumors what are your thoughts
0: so uh this is coming from a variety article that was talking about the rock and the la rock's role with black adam and how the rock wanted to Shift DC to be uh Black Adam versus Superman, uh, that was his right. goal, and he walked up into David Zavlov's office and kind of demanded that that's kind of the course of action that we should yes. go through. And then, obviously, with John, uh, with Gun and Saffron being CEOs, that didn't fly, and so they got changed. Now, there's a piece in the article talking about Ezra Miller and how some execs feel like, based on the fact that he did the work and therapy and things like that, that he they wouldn't mind keeping him on. There is no confirmation at this right. point whether he is going to stay on, but it's. It, we believe if you have any ounce of dignity in your soul that that's not going to happen, that Sa- James Gunn and Saffron are going to scrap the flesh. Now, the flesh is still going to come out because it was shot before the reboot, so it's still going to be, it's still going to come out like it's already done right. and it's filmed and it's edited. So it's coming out. But in terms of the the DCEU that James Gunn is creating, this iteration of The Flash is not a part of it because like you just said, it's a complete reboot. They're re- rebooting everything. So no, I don't believe that Ezra Miller is going to stay on as The Flash because I think that... Agreed. Saffron and Gunn are going to do their own thing with this character, so I think like that's over with. But I do think the question here we should be asking ourselves is why do these Warner Brothers execs believe that he still deserves to be in movies moving forward as the Flash, just because of the minor work that he did? Like we're not actually this is this isn't taking into account the whole picture. And and I was watching um. John Campia's video on this and he has some very choice words to say and I agree with everything that he said on on this this would be a brain dumb decision by Warner Brothers to keep him on and it would be absolutely stupid but you would hope highly that James Gunn and Safran will not continue with him moving forward because that is a recipe for disaster especially for a new reboot they can't afford to make any mistakes right now, especially with their eight to ten year plan that they're moving into phases. Like this isn't this isn't something you can mess up. So I that's kind of adds more context to what you're talking about. So the rumors the rumors are that we heard this from execs that they want it, or these few minor execs that they want it, but there's no confirmation on it. And I also think we should hope to hear that. Zavla fires those executives who think that this is a good choice because that's stupid.
1: I mean, I so what I think is going through their mind, I can't really say. Like this is the only shred of dignity I can even think for these execs, is that they're trying to hold on to the last bit of DC for that universe that they're that is. Which okay, I I mean all the other one like Gal Gadot like okay, I see what you're trying to do, but it's not good. Like it's shitty. And regardless of how I've heard from like Daniel Richman on Twitter, that the Flash film is actually good. Like it's been getting high praise. Sure. So maybe they're trying to keep him. But like we've heard that through other, like other films like, oh, this one's good. And then it turns to be shit. So I think it was only good and I can't i obviously haven't seen it, nor and I will put it out there right now that I do not plan on seeing this film. I'm not gonna go support Ezra Miller. I have said that from the beginning, along with the next Aquaman, and will not go support that one either. Um, I feel I feel bad for the ones who did work on it. But from everything I've heard, from everything I've I mean, it it looks like a decent film. It looks good. I'm sure it'll be great. But there's just too much baggage there. There's too much Ezra Miller has messed up multiple times. And for DC to let go of Batgirl and hold on to the flash is a shitty sorry, for curse words, but um it it it's a very bad situation that they put themselves in. And I mm-hmm. hope that they do bring the I hope they bring back, um, leslie morganstein i think is her name leslie i hope they bring her back as batgirl um brendan fraser that was a, a hit the his villainous film he was going to be in so that's all i have to say on it but yeah we'll see what happens i hope that they really do uh i i do hope that they announce what they're gonna do and regardless of how the flash does But I am looking forward to Shazam. I will say Shazam looks funny. I hope that they do keep Zachary Levi. Nobody knows at this point what's going on with DC. I think it's just a hot mess. Other than the Batman and Joker.
0: I disagree. I don't think it's a hot mess. I think that we, as a DC fan, we're finally in a position where we have someone who's developed a a small franchise of their own with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, who knows how right. to carry individual films, who's worked with a producer and head who who and seen how that world works. I think James Gunn has a very... Like, he has a solid head on his shoulders. Like, his head's screwed on tight. Like, he, he knows what he wants and he yeah. knows how to get it. And I think I trust that he'll be able to figure out the best way to move forward. I think, in general, what excites me is the fact that, one, there's a plan two we know how long that plan's going to be it's somewhere between 8 to 10 years of movies and that we're figuring it out and that we're going to enroll in phases because we've seen how that works for Marvel which i think is a good idea now in terms of f- full reboot i think that's the only way we can move forward is have a clean break and oh, say yeah. you know what this thing didn't work the same way that the incredible hulk from 2008 from marvel isn't no isn't part of the canon anymore it's like that didn't work we're going to put that to the side. It's its own thing, but it didn't work for us. We're going to create our own thing over here and, and figure it out. That's what DC is doing now. I just think that it's a little too early in the process that we can't see it from the last right. iteration to this iteration. So we're kind of making, we're kind of connecting them, and they're not going to be. And so I think that's just the kind of ex- things we're experiencing. But I do think it's going to be a good set of films. I think Gun knows. Who he wants to bring in to direct different films. And again, like we still have to roll out the end of the DCEU universe being Flash and all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. that's not to say that Gunn won't go back and bring back Batgirl right. later on in the process. Right. Like I think I still think that that's a possibility. But I think for the sake of claim break, we had to get rid of that, which sucks. But we had to make a choice there. And I think that hopefully. This whole reboot situation means that we we get and rid of helps. those execs that are still feeling like Ezra is a good call. I think that we restructure the DCEU to work better and have a timeline and an idea of how this is all going to come together. Whether the finale is a Black Adam versus Superman, even though that's a dumb idea because... Black Adam is a secondary character in his own comic, so why would that <laughs> even be a thing? Anyway, whoever the big bad is going to be, whether that's going to be Dark Side again and versus Superman or whatever, like making sure that that's the ultimate goal, like our Thanos situation, Morgan, right. and then building up to that, which I think we're going to do. And I think it it kind of... The hope is with a young Superman will then grow him into...
1: Build it like Iron Man did.
0: And then we'll build into a Justice League situation and go from there. Like that's that's truly what I think is going to happen. Um, but I have a lot of faith in this system, but it does take breaking a few eggs to make the omelet, you know? So that's that's what I think is happening.
1: And I agree. And I and I I've seen I I kind of know Peter Saffron but not really but I trust Gunn and I trust his process and I think that if he says like he's been working feverishly on Superman like it, good work takes time yeah um but speaking of Marvel so there were a couple rumors um mm-hmm. which I really I you know me I love my rumors um Sadie Sink is in talks to play Songbird in the Thunderbolts film which she will be one of the members. I just thought it was a cute little quirk thing to kind of bring in. Um, Do we want to talk about... Okay, I'll go... I'll talk about this one last, because this one really set me off. Um, So according to Geek Vibes Nation, Dave Bautista says his time playing Drax is over, and while he is grateful for the role, he is relieved that it's over, and a bunch of people were saying stuff but like it's it reminds me of like the rdj and chris evan situation where they i mean he probably only had like a certain amount of contracts um doesn't necessarily mean he's dying doesn't mean that anything's happening probably just his character arc is like he's satisfied with where what
0: yeah but like what it, i don't get what people are complaining about he, there's not
1: much like people complaining but they're like oh no he's dying like that's just what their immediate reaction is i'm like it doesn't no. mean he's dying it just means like he's done his character arc might be finished it's satisfied he his character goes into something else we oh, don't he know.
0: goes and does something else
1: right no i yeah. mean like they set they like leave his character off at a good point and his character's yeah. like okay you know what i mean
0: yeah. um
1: All right. Adam Driver is a top contender for Reed Richards in the much-anticipated Fantastic Four film.
0: You're going to have to explain to me why this is a point of contention because I don't understand why.
1: What do you mean point of contention?
0: I don't understand why people are upset about this.
1: By people, you mean me?
0: (laughs) I mean all people. I've 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 been on Twitter. I've seen the different discourse around Adam Driver and how he doesn't even smile. He plays bland characters. He's not even that good. Blah blah. blah. He's highly overrated. Whatever the case, like I get, I get the different discussions. But really, like we dead ass had John Krasinski playing Reed Richards for a second. Like, what's the difference? Like, let's be let's be real.
1: No. Absolutely. Let's be real.
0: We have an Oscar Oscar winner, pretty sure. Item Driver won an Oscar. So, like, what what are you what are you complaining about? I I don't get the discourse. You have a talented actor in your midst to play a character that really is fairly one dimensional. Anyway, like, what are we really talking about?
1: <laughs> um, I think it was more of like. <sighs> So you know the feeling when you see like someone is being like Sadie Sink, for example, when I saw that she was going to be cast into as like songbird, I don't really know the character, but I was excited. I'm like, dang, okay, I really like her. I think it's just because I don't really know Adam Driver other than from Star Wars. So for me, it's more of like, I wasn't feeling like excited for it. But you know. I could say that now that I'm not excited if he were to play Reed Richards, but then I could see him in the film and be like, he is, that was the best choice. So I think it's just like a, uh, an immediate reaction of, all right, I could have seen like so many other different actors playing this role. I had so many other like fan casts, but you know what? Adam driver, I'd give him a try.
0: He is (laughs) a two time Academy nominee, (laughs) a four time Emmy winner. And he's won a Tony. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? How do you mean you don't want him? And why are you surprised he's a top contender? He should be a top contender. He should always be in the running for, for, for roles. What is it? Just because you... You know what it is? You know what it is? This is fan toxicity. That's what it is. That's I know what it, it is. is this is fandom it. toxicity. <laughs> This is y'all wanting somebody else and you're mad that he's involved in the list. It doesn't mean he's going to get it. He may he may even turn it down. But the fact that he's involved, like come on. Like you want highly rated actors to be involved. We got people out here wanting Jessica Chastain to play Poison Ivy. Like are you are you dumb? Like are, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> you oh. know what? I was so excited when they said Austin Butler's agent is trying to get him to play Johnny Bro, Storm. What are you
0: talking about? <laughs>
1: what do you mean?
0: You want Austin Butler to play, but you don't want Adam um, Driver? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> did you not hear that rumor, too? I did, but I'm just saying, like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Listen, Austin Butler is an is a, a, a Golden Globe winner.
0: No, he is more attractive. That's the difference. Like, you got to call it out for what it is. <laughs> Stop the bullshit. Stop the cap. He's more attractive. People like him more because he's role in Elvis. That's why you want him to be in Marvel because you're thinking, oh, he's a high, ca- high caliber and he's attractive, so it makes sense. You don't. Nobody wants to see Adam Driver shirtless. So stop it! Like let's let's stop the cap right now. That's what it's about. I'm not. I'm not hearing it anymore. I'm so tired of this discourse that oh, you came for it? blood. You came for you. You did not come to play it's tonight. Dumb. It's dumb. It's a dumb argument.
1: It's not because he's. I think he's an. Attra- I think Adam Driver is an attractive man. I would just like to put it out there. I do think he's an attractive man, just not for this role. <laughs> I, but in all seriousness, if if whoever gets this role, whoever gets this role, I will be excited to see it. Any role we're
0: we are coming off the back of Miles Teller playing this role. Are we really that picky? Let's be real. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's because they're attractive. <laughs> I'm, He's an I'm attractive trying. Man. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't make what any sense. What if they get him
1: to come back for it? What if they do get Miles Teller back? And they're they like, shouldn't.
0: <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs>
1: Did you not but, think he was good in the role?
0: No, I think it's fine. I just think that he's going to be in whatever they do with Top, Top Gun moving forward. Also, I forgot to say I watched Top Gun Maverick and it was actually pretty good. I going to say it's a uh, it's a seven and a half out of ten for me. It was it was alright.
1: <laughs> not you sidetracking the conversation.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing this thing anymore. Like Adam Driver is a talented actor. You'd be lucky to have him in in any capacity in Marvel, um, and we would. One hundred percent. He could. He could I could see him his... as Doctor
1: Doom. I had throwing it out there. I could see him as Doctor Doom too. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, before I get Zach really heated, ant Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, trailer reaction and an all Marvel. In, in good TWSS form. You can't talk tonight. I will go first with my reaction. Um, The new trailer came out Monday night. My dude. I have never. In any Marvel trailer. I have never in my life gasped. The way I did. When I watched that trailer. Um, We actually got to see. The. Uh, like a, a small fight sequence between him and King. Um, I am right now going to prepare my tears because I just keep seeing that Ant-Man's going to die. <laughs> that Paul Rudd is is like, is going to die in this film. Um, who knows? Who knows though? Um, the trailer was fantastic. It really got me hyped up for this film. The fact that we're going to be spending like probably 95% of the time in the quantum realm. Uh, Bill Murray is listed as a main character in this film. So it'll be very exciting to see him. There are so many theories out there right now saying that this takes place in the past, um, right before Shang-Chi is the, is the theory that, um, I don't know if you saw at the end where Kang blasts his hands. They're saying there somebody took a screenshot and it looks like the rings from Shang-Chi that are blasting. Um, so they're saying that it's very similar. I have spoken on here before about the fan cat or not the fan cast. The theories of this film are going to be that he needs his rings back. Um, so it's going to, which is why Mrs. Marvel was such a, um, is a must watch before this because of her, the band that she gets, shang Cheese rings. And then there's one more thing. I can't remember what they said, but there was something else that also was vital to his plan, whatever his plan is. Um, there, there's also another theory I saw that somebody said, or th- what they think is happening is that in order, f- like Scott puts or makes a bargain, makes a deal with Kang to get more time back to spend with Cassie. They said that's kind of weak for them. Um, I somewhat agree and somewhat disagree. I like. I disagree. We'll get into it later. Um, trailer looked great though. I again, like I, I've never in my life gassed the way I did at the end of that because I, you literally see Ant Man beating the shit out of him, getting the shit out of him. So, just excited to see it. I can't wait to get my tickets. Um... I like that we see the point of view from his his mask. That was pretty cool to see in the trailer. Um, I don't know if you noticed that they they do a point of view of King stomping on him. Um, and people think that there will be a sacrifice of Ant Man in this film in order for like him sacrificing himself with King or however it works. Um, what was your immediate reaction to the trailer?
0: I thought the trailer was okay. Um, again, I. We got to get ourselves to Comic-Con cuz I don't think anyone's I don't think anything beats Kang's entrance of Oh yes. Avenger, how I killed you before. I still think nothing beats that line and I'm I'm kind of annoyed it's not been a trailer since, but I think maybe they'll I Think they a that D23.
1: For the or was movie. It at
0: um it was D23. was it D- Yeah, it was D23, I think. Um uh, I think that it's going to be an interesting one to spend as much time in the quantum realm as we do. Uh, I agree. I think that uh, Scott's going to die, but I think that makes sense because he's the only Avenger that doesn't have any sort of martial arts training or any fight training. He really just goes really small, gets really big, and he's, and he's creative in when he's small. And I think also what works for him is like the forces involved in being that tiny means he's super powerful which i guess works um but i think you should get the crap beaten out of you by someone who's a conqueror like it makes sense um and also kind of scott leans to it he goes i don't have to win you just have to lose like you have to, have right. to lose. so um <clears throat> makes sense uh i have no theories about what i think this movie is going to be i'm just going in there to see um jonathan majors that's really why i'm gonna go um i'm gonna be real with everybody like no but,
1: um, absolutely
0: that's who i'm here for um so i'm honestly
1: very excited um, for him
0: i'm excited to see that and see where it goes and also how this ties into you know uh stuff with loki in the tva and how this ties into like you said miss marvels and with uh Chi. Um, so we'll see how that all goes, but I, I didn't, I didn't gossip. I didn't find chills. I just was like, okay, this is a solid Marvel trailer that we come to expect. I think it's going to be funny and heartwarming. And I think, uh, that's going to be interesting. I disagree severely with whoever had that theory that the whole, he needs more time is a bad, that doesn't, that doesn't, it's not okay with them. I, I think that's the dumbest thing I've heard. Um, because my man missed his kid grow up and you think that that's a bad thing like as as the major reason for him wanting to do something it's like no that's that's pretty much the whole reason why anyone would do anything and then also to start the trailer seeing cassie come out of jail is like what happened there why is she in jail so again with scott also being an ex-con it only makes sense for us to now think about all right what's cassie been doing and then Maybe he feels like if he had more time to spend with her, she wouldn't be doing the same shit that he was been doing. So, like, no, that's a dumb thing to say, like, you don't think that's enough for you. That is totally enough for the character of Scott Lang, and and I think that it should be very interesting. But I think my theory is that... Um,
1: they say they have Hank, theories.
0: Hank, Pym's wife, helped Kang build the uh machine that changes realities i think she was involved in it and i think she feels guilty about it and that's why she hasn't said anything and since she escaped from the quantum realm she's had hasn't had to say anything about it but now in going back she has to grapple with that that she's really been the one who's created everything to uh result in humanity's extinction so we'll see That's my theory for... uh,
1: No, I I like that a lot. Um, There have actually, one of the producers I read today, I wish I screenshot it, um, which was very interesting for me, because we both know how much we love Civil War. There was was a, a quote said that this film has the same, it's gonna like, it has the same vibes. Or it has, like, it's gonna offset Marvel the way Civil War did. And okay. we know how that worked out with them splitting apart. So I'm 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 curious as to what that means in this aspect. Right. Maybe that this is why Cassie joins the Young Avengers. Um, uh, maybe that's why she becomes an Avenger because of her father. Um there's different things saying that he's his variant is gonna that he like makes a variant of himself or whatever. Mm-hmm. So genuinely I'm just excited going into this. Um, the Majors, like you said, um And of Loki, I've told people many times that he was just fantastic as He Who Remains. So I'm interested to see how he does as King to Conquer. Um, His suit looks great, I have to say. You were right about MODOK. That I kind of was taken out of left field. Um, But it's nice to see the same actor come back. I think it's Corey Stoller. Corey Stolly.
0: I don't know who you could tell them about.
1: The guy from the first Ant-Man film is in the one who played the one, the villain.
0: Oh, he comes back? Yellow Jacket?
1: Yeah, Yellow Jacket. There's a there's a rumor that, that's, that he's playing Modoc. that he was transformed oh. into Modoc. Yeah, Corey Stahl played Yellow Jacket. So there's a rumor that he is, um, people took screenshots that he's Modoc in this film. Or that he was okay. sent to the quantum realm. And our Jonathan the just kind of scared the crap okay. out of me a little bit as uh, Kang in that trailer. He's good. The second I saw him fighting with, with Ant-Man, I was like, we're done.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: There's no way. But we'll see. There, there, We have less than a month. Um. I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And we both... You finally saw Avatar The Way of Water.
0: Yes, I did.
1: Um... So I think this question was very important. I was trying to write a question for this. And then the only thing I can really think of to ask is, was it worth the 13 year wait? Truly.
0: Yes. Fair. Um, But maybe from not from a storyline perspective or anything like that, I think, strictly from a technological perspective, I don't think you're ever going to see anything as beautiful and moving and just generally intriguing as the water in that movie. Like, water is the hardest thing to animate. And then on top of that, you want to make it photorealistic as well. You need it to move the way it does in real life and for it to look realistic all on screen yeah like they did that and i think if we can find a way to speed up that process i think that's going to do wonders for film moving forward because it means that we can film scenes in different places and not have to rely on having a location where there's a lot of water we could just vfx water into it and have it move and feel realistic so i think from that perspective yes From a storyline perspective, the film was fairly weak. Um, It didn't really move anywhere. I also feel like it could have been cut in places. I think it didn't need to be three hours. Um, I think that... I think the message of the film is very, um, very important, and I think I left feeling like A lot of the decisions that mankind made in that movie, although are allegories or, um, reflections of real life things that humanity has done to our environment, I was very much like, this seems so heavy handed and ridiculous and stupid. Like, I was like, this is just a brain dumb thing that happened that I, I was kind of like, invested in that, in a way, um... But yeah, I do think from a technological aspect it was worth the wait. I just think, for, and also like just the 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 animation on the faces and, uh, you know the bioluminescence I think is better in this movie than it was in the first one, especially with the fact that like, when it gets dark, like the spots on their skin light up, and like that was cool and something I just noticed in this one that I didn't notice before. So yeah, I think it there was, but. I I also think we need to take into account that the 13-year wait isn't just for this movie, but also for the other movie of Avatar 3, because he did also start filming shots for that, too. So, I think it's not all on just this movie.
1: That's fair. Um... I've been, uh, since we decided to discuss this film for this first episode, I've been really like contemplating going back and forth on my thoughts on it because immediate reaction was I didn't like it. But we both know I wasn't a fan of the first one either. I didn't, I truly did not see the hype. Um, I rewatched the first one as well a couple weeks ago, right before I went to go see um, Avatar The Way of Water. And I still wasn't seeing it really. Like I I was like, okay, um, I, I mean but then i took into account James Cameron really developed and created a whole new world he created a planet characters like all from scratch and i respect that i respect how he developed the characters the technology how he how he really like was the first person to do motion motion face motion detector whatever he does motion capture um, motion capture thank you um so regarding this film um, I did give it about an eight and a half, nine out of 10 for visual effects because it was beautiful. There was certain points where I did say, wow, I was like, okay, this is, this is beautiful. This is something that, um, it was worth a 13 year wait to see how visually captivating it was and is storyline wise. I agree with you Was it really fell dead for me out of uh, a lot of. Throughout some of the film, um, I did tell I I went with uh, Shannon and her family, and at one point when we walked out for um for a bathroom break, I she asked me what I th- her and her husband asked me what I thought, and I said honestly, like I'm bored. <laughs> like the first thirty minutes did not do anything for me because it's the way of water. I was kind of confused. Like when are we getting to the water aspect of it? Why are we still in the forest? Um, to kind of give detail on it it didn't make sense in my mind for them to leave the rainforest because they're just leaving there. Like what for the, the Colonel villain, what, um, how do, how does Jake know that he's not going to go attack his family? How does he know he's not going to go attack the forest and they're just leaving and all of them won't get killed. Like that kind of didn't resonate well with me. Um, and then just a lot of like, there was just random moments throughout the film that didn't make sense. Like, um, spoiler alert, I guess for these. The whale, those whale scenes with the uh they mentioned it one time, like the the de aging. That would have been a cool plot line. Honestly, that would have been that that would have kind of stuck with me from the beginning if they had mentioned, okay, like the the like it's de aging, but we have to protect it at all costs. Like it's rare. Um, instead it was kinda of like a random subplot that I just didn't care for really towards the end. Like, I mean maybe they'll do it in the third film. Who knows? But it just it was kind of out of random that I, I I I couldn't sympathize with it. Um, but it was sad what they did with those with the, with the animals. Um, but again, visually, like you said, the water gorgeous. Everything else was like visually amazing. Um, the funniest thing for me was that nobody could tell who Kate Winslet was throughout the film. <laughs> a lot of people were like, try- I was trying to hear for her voice. And then I realized that she was the queen of,
0: yeah, that's what I thought she was,
1: yeah, she was the queen, but uh the one of the the critics that I've been reading from every like blogger was that they really couldn't tell who Kate Winslow was playing, um, which I thought was funny, but again, like uh, these are just little tidbits that throughout the film, I just kept saying, like, okay, this doesn't make sense, like why are we suddenly like, why is the sun?" Playing with a with a whale like how did that like that's that was random for me like i get the whale saved him but there was there was just a bunch of like subplots that didn't need to be a that didn't need to be there i feel like he, james cameron was just putting some scenes in and
0: i feel i feel like the subplots kind of come together the one i i agree with you on is the um
1: the de-aging
0: yes I agree with you. That should have been That's my major one, I have to say. Start. That should have been mentioned. Because the, the reason why they're there is like they say Earth is in inhospitable anymore and we need to find a new earth. So we decide just to come here and we're gonna tame um the 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 hostiles here, right? Right. But then it's revealed that the whole thing paying for this whole operation is this mineral coming from the whales. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but then how are. That, you that must I'm have saying? happened. That must have happened in that year gap that yeah. humans figured that out. But I was still like, that doesn't make much sense because, like. But that's they, it's not like explained. a one and
1: done, really. Yeah. Like he yeah. does it, he extracts it, and then it's like not discussed anymore. Like I wish yeah. that, because it kind of. What I had said to them after the film. Was it was very repetitive, like it yeah. was for me at least. Like the first film is about like the colonel like going after Jake. sully so like, okay, yes, cool. I like that. I like this fight scene. Second film, same shit, different scene or say You know what? Like, you know what I mean? Different mm-hmm. like planet, different wherever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I kind of wish that he went a different route, but I guess it makes sense because he's yeah. trying to get payback. It just, it, I wish they did something else in my opinion. Maybe that would have, I don't yeah. know. I'm hoping the third film, because I, there's a, there's a interview with James Cameron that says like the second film, he was given 14 page of notes. The third film, he was given like two pages of notes and like a email. Fourth page or fourth thing, they didn't come. a fourth film. They did not have any notes. They just sent to him holy like F-bomb. And so I'm hoping, I am I am hoping that the, like, the next two films change my mind. That's what I want. I want my mind to be changed that, okay, we we started here and now we're at this point. This is what it was, this is worth the wait.
0: Yeah, I think, so I heard the, <clears throat> Cameron wants a third one to be about fire, a fire Navi yes. tribe where they destroy things. So we'll see where that goes. And then um, I can only assume the last one would be Earth for four films um but we'll see it's kind of feeling like avatar the lost airbender here um so <laughs> uh that's what i perceive that we're gonna go and then i i you think he's I trying mean, to hit all the
1: elements earth I wind fire and
0: well it's it's a uh, it's about the environment the whole the whole avatar franchise is about the environment his his love letter to the environment so um, that would impress me we'll see well that goes um but yeah i i would say i'll give it uh an eight out of ten as well, I think. Like you said, technically it was a 10, but <clears throat> Yeah, there's something missing from it, and uh I I don't know lot, what that is.
1: A lot of what it maybe this will help, because this is this is the same thing I've seen from everybody who has seen it. Um I couldn't also really connect with any of the characters. Kind of like I did in the first film. The first film were we focusing on um Sigourney Weaver's character we're focusing on Jake Sully and um Zoe Saldana's character and kind of understanding the rain, the, the forest we're understanding the Navi we're we're seeing how um Jake Sully can wa- finally walk again like it, it's one of those it, it, his character arc I wouldn't say was completed in the first one but his he went from here like below to on top um the best way i can analyze that so i think the second one a lot of what i've seen is that character arcs were not met or character arcs were not you could not really connect with them which i do agree the kids were kind of we we focused solely on the kids i in my opinion like jake sully was there um I mean, they were still like, okay, he's he's the leader. He needs to protect his family. Um, I feel like Zoe Saldana was kind of pushed back a little bit. And then we did focus on the kids. So it was hard for me to even, like, especially with Sigourney Weaver playing a 14-year-old. That one I was kind of, like, iffy on. Just because I can hear her voice and I'm like, oh, this it's like a 40-year-old in a 14-year-old body.
0: That didn't impact me. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I didn't feel that way. I felt in in regards to Jake Sully, I think it was the realization that he's become a father and that um while it's his job to protect his family, um, that he never actually ingratiated himself in the culture of the Navi until the end of this movie. When he's like, I finally got it, and I think yeah. that was even though like he he became Navi leader and he did part of the cultures and everything, it wasn't until like he's he started talking to Kitty and Kitty was like, oh, I can hear Awa, and he was like, oh, I can hear her heartbeat. And He's like, how how what does her heartbeat sound like? And she says, mighty. I think that's when he kind of clicks with him. He's like, oh, like this thing is real. And then when he finally plugs in at the end of the movie, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, like he, I think he gets. <laughs> this thing now. Um, so, it just, if that was the whole purpose of the movie, like, it took us way too long to get to that point. Yeah. But, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, it was, it, we did focus a lot on the kids, because I think we realized that these are all pieces of him. and And, yeah. the, how they navigate the world, being uh, half human, half Navi. Um, but... Yeah, it it doesn't leave off in a way where it's like, all right, we're really prepared for this situation and what's going to happen next. And uh... also, the question is does he go back to the forest and visit the family now that he's, he's kind of saved? And also, I don't like the ending of Spider saving Quaritch. I don't get why. I, I didn't like I that. That was dumb. It. That was dumb for me. So I was like, ah, that's stupid. Um, otherwise, yeah, decent film.
1: The only thing I can see in Cameron's mind is that he wants, like, a final, final battle between them. Like, who's more superior, I guess? Or who's more, like, vigilant? Whatever he wants to do with it. But, but like, I'm kind of over the villain of that. Like, I want to see something new. want Yeah, see, I want to
0: see someone new.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd rather see, like, a new storyline. Again, we will see. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not... I I just think the first two didn't really captivate me the way i wanted them to the way that it's captivating the world it's fifth movie worldwide I'm I'm excited for that I just I'm hoping twenty I think the next one comes out twenty twenty four December twenty twenty four so I'm really hoping um I want my mind to change I want to be wowed by these films which I am I'm wowed by the visual the the how. Visually beautiful they are, so I'm excited to see what they do, and I'm hoping the fourth one, if it is on Earth, like what are they going to do with that? Where are they going to take us? Are we going to see like a destroyed Earth, some, like humans picking it up? Like what are we mm-hmm. going to do with it? So interested to see where they go with it. Truly, yeah. Um, any final thoughts? On anything we've discussed tonight?
0: Nope, I got nothing else to say.
1: Um just excited for this year oh, yeah. I'm manifesting um, Comic Con and D23 manifesting good films this year I'm excited Barbie. I do have to say ha- I'm, I'm extremely excited for Barbie they're keeping it very under wraps um, I'm, I I I want to see Margot Robbie do good in a film like I just want to see I, I I don't know if you've seen this a lot of people her films have Bombed, bombed in the last couple of years yeah so there's like some someone noted that and they said like it's margot robbie has been attached to all these films that haven't done well so i'm really hoping barbie picks it up i love her as yeah. an actress so we'll see
0: we shall <laughs> <laughs> well that was another episode of twss with zach and nicole And we will see you...